That's Johnny Carson. The intro? That's not us. No. Okay. Yeah. Do we have an intro? We do, um, oh, yeah. but it's not on here. Okay. Yet. That's fine. Um, but we will one day. Until then. Until then. Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson. Yep. <laughs> Did you watch Carson? Yes. Yeah. But I was very, I was little. Yeah. I was pretty. Yes, small. you were. I was, because he went off the air in what, in like early 90s? Uh, I don't know. I watched it when I was younger too. It was like too. 91 or 92. And I, I remember he when he went off the air. Mm -hmm. It was a thing. Mm -hmm. I can kind of do a Carson impression, but I don't want to do it on here. Because people will hear it. Oh yeah, it's that bad. would be bad. Yeah. That would, I'm not saying not, that would be bad. I'm if it's saying, not good, then... Yeah, critique. Yeah. Nobody needs it. Yeah. We all need it. But not for that. For things that are important. Mm -hmm. Yes. Not just for fun stuff. Not that your Johnny Carson impersonation is important. <laughs> Very important to you. Hi, Nikki. Hello, James. How's it going? It's good. Um, it's good. It is. It is good. It's wonderful. It's really hot outside. It's hot outside with a little dash of hot inside. Oh, with a little dash of hot inside. <laughs> but just a little dash. A little dash. Yeah, we're trying to cool off the room in here, and it's it's almost it's almost it's hard for our air conditioners to keep up. It's tough with the Texas yeah. heat. Yep, and we're in a little small room in a big building. So the whole oh. building has to cool off before mm. this little small room cools yeah. off. Doesn't make any sense. That's not. Um, but that's not so fair. It is what it is. Uh, yeah. But we are talking about mm. today. Uh, we're talking about a lot of cool things, and I think um, uh, just total transparency for our listeners. This is the first. Uh, we've only done four of these. The fourth one, right? Mm -hmm. This is. I mean, so far we're only. Um, like for three of these, we've come in reasonably prepared. Yeah. And for this one, we literally just a few seconds ago before Letting we hit Holy record, just take it. we said, what do we want to talk about today? Mm -hmm. And it was like a little bit of a discussion. It didn't come um, as naturally as the previous topics. Yeah. And we have a list of things we want to talk about. It was just kind of like getting it yeah. moving. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's a pretty good... Um, say um and like too much. I've been listening to um, these like, podcasts. Oh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. going to try not to do that. But I think that's a, that's a pretty good uh, analogy to <laughs> probably where a lot of our audience is in terms of their relationship with God. Yeah. They know they need to get it started. Mm -hmm. They know they need to pick a lane and kind of move in that direction. Um, but there's a lot of fear. There's a lot fear. of, there's a lot of stuff kind of holding them back from doing that. There's mm -hmm. always, there's always another reason why, right? There's always another reason why they don't go to church, why they don't pray more. I certainly have my list of reasons that I'm willing to pull out from time to time. Sure. Like I just don't feel like this today, or I don't really want to, you know, um, that prayer exercise that I know that I should, uh, take on or that I've gotten, mm -hmm. gotten a lot out of in the past. I don't have the time or I don't have the energy or whatever, right? There's something in the way, something that yeah. I want to let get in the way. Oh, what about this? I'm too much of a mess to present myself to the Lord today. Like, I don't want to spend time with him because I don't want, I don't like what he's going to say. What about that? 
I, oh gosh, I not I'm only, by myself. I not only, I'm sorry. I not only, I was trying to adjust my mic here and apparently I can only do one thing at a time. Um, I not only really uh, understand that and appreciate it and, and know how that feels. I am someone who I think sometimes I can look back at different times in my life and there are times when I actively pursue that way of thinking. Like I find ways to, to sort of logically in my brain get to that place because it's more comfortable. It's more comfortable than facing whatever, whatever I might need to face in my relationship with God. Even if that thing that I am being called to face is like a good thing, right? Even if it's like, you know, James, I just want you to see all of the gifts that I've given you, or I want you to see like how talented you are, or I want you to experience, you know, my presence, God's presence in this other person. Right. And I run away from those things because they're uncomfortable and vulnerable and I have to be, you, you run know. away from the gifts too? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. You know, I mean, well, not all the What's time. What's that look I mean, like? I think, I think sometimes it's like, um, just, just for, for, for me, it's just not prioritizing my life. Like okay. I, like gotcha, I know that, gotcha, I know gotcha. that my life could be, uh, so much better, right. With just a little bit of effort and kind of this wonder, this one direction with God or this particular direction with God. And I don't take it because it feels like work or mm-hmm. because it feels like, you know, what if I fail or. Mm. any of those things. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's always, um, it's always fear. Right. And, yeah. and last week, uh, or, you know, uh, five minutes ago, if you're listening to these <laughs> podcasts, if you're, if you're binging our podcast, which would be really cool. Oh, if anybody ever, really did that, cool. Ever, ever did that, that'd be super awesome. Send us a message and let us know. Yes. Um, uh, but on the previous episode, you heard us talk about stillness, right? And stillness, I think is a big topic that we could probably, and probably will devote more time to just, mm-hmm. Um, learning how to be still, learning how to be in the presence of God, kind of letting God be present to you. Yeah. Um, and I think it's natural for us to talk about fear as an obstacle to that stillness and an obstacle to that. Presence. Well, we talked about balance earlier, maybe not on the podcast, maybe just conversationally. Mm-hmm. And I think that those two things kind of weigh on either side of, of a seesaw, right? Yes. Yeah. Stillness and fear. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of both, but it's usually the fear is heavier, weighs me down, spend more time there. What, what kinds of things are, are people afraid of? Um, when it comes to, to church, I, I think the thing that comes up overwhelmingly for me, for myself and in conversation with other people is unworthiness. feels dirty just saying that out loud. Unworthiness. Um, and then I read scripture and then I'm like uh, reminded that that's not the case. But I don't. If I'm not spending time in, in the word, then it's easy to, to just rest in. I'm not, I'm not good enough. I'm not holy enough. I haven't spent enough time with God. I haven't been nice to the people I live with. So mm-hmm. what does God want to do with me? Sure. Yeah. I mean, fear, fear is extremely, it's extremely isolating, yeah. right? Like, so, so we, um, we tend to, uh, you know, we tend to like, like pull ourselves away from community, we tend to pull ourselves yeah, away, even from, isolate. even from the community of the Trinity, right? So Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Ooh, yeah, uh, that's good. maybe for some of our listeners, <laughs> um, that's, that's like a big theological concept. That's, uh, maybe a little bit of an obstacle and we can, I don't know, we'll talk about that at some point, but there's community. Like God mm-hmm. is a community of these three persons that are all God, uh, but they're, they're all also individual persons. Right. And so, um, so that, that example of community, I think is, is not only, um, 
hard for us to relate to. I think some, for some of us, at least for me, when I'm confronted with it sometimes, uh, I have a tendency to go, no, I'd I'd rather just do this by myself. Or I'd rather, you know, I'd rather kind of like isolate. That's more comfortable in the short term. Because no accountability. Because there's no accountability. Yeah. Exactly. And I don't. a whole lot of happening without accountability. I don't have to worry about like how I'm affecting anyone. Mm. Right. But the reality is I am affecting myself. And I'm also affecting um, anybody else's ability to experience God through me. It's true. And then I'm also affecting that relationship with God. Like if I'm turning my back on that relationship, it's tough to have a relationship. In any in yeah. any relationship, when you turn your back on someone, it's tough to have a relationship with them. Yeah. At least a relationship that bears any kind of fruit. Yeah. Okay. We like fruit. We do. Okay, we when like you fruit. said if you go in one direction, I w- and then you're talking about fear, I was getting right. You're insecure. And then some other song popped in my head, and I was trying not to interrupt. It's really difficult for me not to just blurt it. That's okay. You should blurt. After the fact. Feel, don't be afraid. See, we're don't talking about fear. Don't be do afraid not, to blurt. Mm, I feel like I do not be afraid. Tattoos in the works. I do not be afraid tattoo. In Pope John Paul II's handwriting. That's that's. I've cool. seen the temporary ones like that. Okay. That's pretty I'm cool. I'm interested. That's pretty cool. Where Reminder. Would, where would you get said tattoo? Um, Like hand, wrist, arm, something that's visible mm-hmm. so that in the in the goings about of everyday life i would be reminded boom reminded okay washing the dishes reminded getting something to eat reminded what what is it about fear that we have to be reminded so often what like why is fear so attractive um is fear attractive uh, i think you say attractive and it seems like something that you would like but i think it's more of a comfort and what that's a good question why because I mean, I've heard, and I'm not an expert. I've heard, isn't it written in the Bible like 365 times, like more times than there are days? Something like that, yeah. So, I mean, the God that I love and place all my trust in is telling me over and over again, do not be afraid. And still, I want to rest in this. (gasps) But what if... Yeah. Fill in the blank. Yeah. You know, when, when, um, and I'm going to get, uh, really youth ministry for a second. One of the, one of the things that, um, during confirmation prep, we spend a lot of time, um, teaching about the fall in the garden of Eden, like, like sort mm-hmm. of the nature mm-hmm. of sin and our tendency to sin confirmation. We teach a lot about like who, like the, like kind of the, the, the human experience, like who we are as human beings okay. and how we interact with God. So sin plays a big part in that and understanding the fall and understanding the lessons that come out of our first parents, Adam and Eve, that story. Um, one of the things that always, uh, strikes the the teens and, and strikes me every year as, as really noteworthy is that if, if Adam and Eve had just turned around after they ate the fruit, if they just turned around to God and pursued forgiveness right Mm. then, our, our God is a loving God. They never, they never ask for forgiveness. And in fact, they, they never even really say they're sorry. They're sorry. They just try to pass the blame, God. right? And it's, it's out of fear of this, it's out mm. of this fear of like retribution and this fear of that, that, um, you know, that God is, is going to be mad at them or punish them or whatever. And inevitably, like it, it feels like a punishment. God banishes them from the garden, but it's the fact that they're, choosing this state of sin, choosing mm-hmm. this state, choosing to hold on to whatever this sin is. Um, and we, you could 
you know, they teach classes on it, right? Um, but they're choosing to hold on to this sin out of fear that God uh, isn't going to love them or that God isn't going to fix it or that God's going to be mm-hmm. mad at them or whatever it is. But this fear sort of overwhelms this desire to be reconciled with God and this desire <sighs> to be close to God. And I know for um, a lot of our listeners, maybe who haven't been to church in a while or maybe who um, who have maybe have just totally rejected their Catholic upbringing or their Christian upbringing mm-hmm. or, or whatever kind of community might have, have um, welcomed them in the faith and the past or maybe didn't do a good job of welcoming them in the past. Yeah. Um, that you, you might be going through that same thing. And mm-hmm. I think if we're going to talk about fear, we have to talk about the fact that one, uh, we all have it. We all have fear. Even, even when we, um, even when we don't uh, think we do, right? Even when we think I've, I've got, I've got everything figured out. Right? That we happens. All, we all have fear. I don't feel like I've ever gotten to a place where I'm like, yeah, I, I'm good. I, well, I, I think that's the the message that people put out, kind of oh, okay, okay, put out okay. into the world. But they don't, you know, in their in their, in their mind, of, yeah, so in their mind, in their heart, they're they're fearful. Right? Okay, we're all, we're gotcha. all fearful. And then the the second part is, um, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's totally okay to to be fearful. Um, it's not okay. To and I, and I think to your point, what we hear in scripture, it's not okay to let that fear rule your life. Right. And that, that fear becomes a real um, detriment to living your best life when we're making all of our decisions out of fear, something I do all the time. Yeah. Um, when we're, we're letting fear kind of get in the way of our stillness. Yeah. Right. Our fear can be really, really noisy and, and it, it corrupts that balance, right? It, it corrupts that time that mm-hmm. we have with God in any kind of stillness. Yeah. Yep, that's true. <laughs> that's all I got. I'm here and fear is a liar. Isn't that a Christian song? Fear is a liar. a liar. Yeah, fear is a liar. Yeah. Is somebody with country voices? Some, maybe. I don't know. They all Shoot. have country voices Let's right now. check it's the footnotes. They, they all have beards and hats and yeah. country voices right now. Are those like contemporary fig leaves? Are they hiding something? Maybe. Hiding behind? Baldness. 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 Mm. And maybe, I don't know what the beards are hiding. Hmm. I might just be like, um, um, I want to spend more time restful with the Lord so I don't have time to shave. I feel like that's no? an excuse. <laughs> it could be. It could be. Yeah. Um, I saw, I was, that just made me think of, I saw this like before and after like transformation thing online. It was this guy who had this like really bushy beard and mm-hmm. his wife, like after years and years and years, he finally shaved it off and he had no chin. Like, oh no! Like he was, he, he was, was virtually his chin. chinless, and he was hiding his chin, and he looked so much to me. Worse. And this is very superficial. He looked like super manly with a beard. Like I don't, oh. I don't have a beard. Like beards aren't really my thing. But I respect someone that can like grow one. I think it's kind of cool. And I was like, oh man, like he's getting it back. Yeah, yeah. Like oh. immediately. Like that was the last time he <laughs> shaved. Probably. You know. Throw away the razors. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. um... We talked about having, uh, um, we, we, we have scripture and we have uh, this God who loves us so much that he's told us a bajillion times, I think is the correct number. But it was a bajillion. A bajillion, yeah. 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 A bajillion times in scripture that we should not be afraid. Yeah. You have found a wonderful scripture for that. I think you should yes. read it. We should talk about it. Okay. This is in um, First Peter chapter 4. Five um, verses five through ten. 
all of you clothe yourselves with humility in your dealings with one another. For our God opposes the proud, but bestows favor on the humble. So humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Cast all your worries upon him, because he cares for you. We'll leave it at that. I think that's a great place to leave it. I mean, cast all your worries upon him because he cares for you. Cast all your fears upon him. You know what? When I read in scripture that he cares for me, I I like that. Doesn't, I feel really good about that. Doesn't that just, I mean, doesn't that make the, like when we consider, you know, if you step back and you consider how big God is, uh-huh. right? And, and that's not really a concept we can wrap our brains around because he's infinitely big yeah. right? in, in every conceivable way. And you think that that being, like that much love, that much force, that much grace is, you know, you could make the case that he he exists in the world. He influences the world and he's present to the world specifically for you and me, specifically mm-hmm. for us as individuals. Like he, he is only present yeah. to... Um, he's, he's, he's only present to Nikki in the way that he's present to Nikki, to Nikki, right? Like, like he, he, like he doesn't, he doesn't choose to be present or have that relationship with anyone else except you. Yeah. That's, it's unbelievable. It's, it's absolutely unbelievable. It's also a little bit like it makes your brain hurt. It does when I try to think of it, because then regardless of how much I want to rest in that knowledge the worries of everyday life come in and it's like well, what am I going to do with him caring for me if I've got you know dental work that needs to be done that's one painful and two expensive you know what I mean like mm-hmm. the everyday life comes in and then fear just seeps in mm-hmm. it's interesting you bring that up about dental work I went to the dentist this morning as I told you did you yes I did <laughs> um I'm not a fan of the dentist. To any dentists that are listening out there, thank you for everything you do. But uh, it's not my favorite place to be, which I'm sure is the same as everyone else. I feel like that's a common feeling. Right? But the but the thing is, like your your sin and your relationship with God is a lot like your need to go to the dentist. Hmm. Right? Need to checking in. You are going to need help. Accountability. You're, you're going to need some accountability. You're yeah. going to need to let God look in into your soul, look into kind of the depths of your heart and and fix things and work on things and kind of journey with you and you need other people to help you do that right and and i i um i was sitting literally sitting in a dentist chair this morning and i texted my friend nikki because i was like man i am not i could feel my heart racing and all that stuff and <laughs> people out there are like man what, did, what kind of dentist does this guy go to right but, right but it, but i've had you know like Boo, you just getting a clean and you don't need to be excited yeah but you were but i was yes yeah. um it was not fun and uh and then i got done with my appointment and it's fine and my friend nikki you know texted back she was praying for me and everything was good um you know, but that's, but that's, I think how our fear works. Our, our, our fear mm-hmm. kind of works to exaggerate, uh, whatever the issue is, mm-hmm. right. And to kind of put this big, uh, dramatic spin on whatever the issue is when in reality, like, just like Adam and Eve, God, God can, God can fix things. Yeah. Um, and, and like you just read, his love is so overwhelming. His care for us is so overwhelming that he says, bring all your anxieties and fears. Oh my gosh. And let's not, let's not let those things get in the way. Right. Oh. Um, Yet we That's do. That's good. Yet we do, 
right? We do over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do we not? How 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 do we how do we get to that place where we we make um, putting our our fears and, and kind of letting our fears uh, rest in the hands of God? Um, how do we make that a routine? Mm. How does that become routine like for us? I feel like that could that could piggyback on our prior episodes with talking about being um, real um, intentional about creating that space and carving out the first fruits type mm-hmm. of thing. Sure. Um, because without that connection with God, kind of that touch and base, you know, like I, I need to be close to him when that starts to slack. I mean, just feel like the wheels come off mm-hmm. and then everything's crazy. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And for me, and I know we've talked about this before, community is important. Mm-hmm. So surrounding yourself with people who are on the journey and pursuing Jesus with you. I think that's important too, Mm -hmm. because there could be people who you're friends with who um, may not be striving Mm -hmm. and abiding in the Lord and towards the Lord that, um, you know, it could get tricky. So for, for me personally, right. And I'm not an expert. I don't claim to be, that's what I do. I, so I'm, I'm trying to make, sure that that happens and you know i've strung together a few um days that have turned into weeks Mm -hmm. but i feel like even you know in my 40s i'm late to the game and i am still trying to figure it out with carving out the time for stillness so that i can remember you know that um he he loves me unconditionally and is imploring me to not be afraid yeah yeah, there's this there's this real um, uh, this this very real desire, like like this this almost an even physical desire, like we we hear about it in the Garden of Gethsemane, right uh, before yeah. Jesus is arrested. You know, when when it says that Jesus has the weight of the world on his his shoulders and that he's you know he's sweating drops of blood and all this, that's not necessarily just because of the crucifixion. Like Jesus can right. rest in the knowledge that he's going to resurrect. Right? He is worried about you and me. Which is breathtaking. It's crazy right? to think about. It's crazy to think about that he is worried, like, is James going to be, or insert your name here, like, is James going to make this choice to, to like, to participate in this mm-hmm. relationship, to, to, to have this, this you know, to, to accept this gift of his sacrifice, to accept this gift of God's yeah. love, right? Now, he's going to die on the cross anyway, and he's going to resurrect anyway, and he's going to, um, you know, to be present to me mm-hmm. anyway, but that's how deep his love is, right? It's, it's, so, it's so deep and so breathtaking that it, it, doesn't, um, uh, it doesn't let that stuff get in the way. Right. It doesn't let those questions, you know, and then maybe that's the, the, the biggest difference. That's that's the, the example, I should say, that mm. Jesus is setting for us is that his fears really don't play a big factor. Right. In the, in the in the end game. Right. They don't. The yeah. fact that he, he carries the cross and he suffers and he dies and he resurrects, he kind of checks his fear at the door. Right. And it's not that things aren't Oof. aren't difficult. Right. But he's he's had to kind of say okay, like, this is what's going to happen. This is what I'm here to do. This is the love that I have. You know, let's, let's, let's do it. And it becomes this extremely heroic effort. Um, that leads me to like, to another point. And I've, I've thought about this before. Um, and I don't think I can take credit for this, but I don't know where I heard it. Everyone 
who has ever accomplished anything, ever accomplished anything of any kind of note, like, like any type of worthiness, anything good ever in the history of humanity has had to get over the fear that they would fail. Mm. No one is immune to the fear of failure. Interesting. And when I think about it that way, um, you know, it's like, okay, you know, fear really is a liar, right? Yeah. That idea of failure, right, like really kind of is, especially in our relationship with God, like you can, you know, if you want to invent something, right, you can definitely fail at that yeah. and you can work your whole life and be very committed to it and still fail. Like your invention doesn't work. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, but in your relationship with God, if you continue to commit yourself to this relationship and you continue to, to choose to let God in, you cannot fail. Why? Because Jesus has done the work for us. Right. So what is it then about this relationship that, that causes us to kind of step back and go, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm scared of that. Oh, I don't, I don't want to push too hard here, or I don't want to give up this behavior or this relationship. Maybe that's causing me harm. Right. That's the ticket. And it, and it becomes like our, we're kind of writing our own like little failure, yeah. like permission slip, oh, right? Like we give ourselves permission, permission to, fa- to fail. <laughs> we're such jerks. I'm like, oh, I feel so inspired when you're like, it, you can't fail if you're pursuing a relationship with God. He is always going to be pursuing you. He's there for you. He's letting you know this. Mm-hmm. And yet we can still screw it up. We can. But I, but I think that's, yeah, but I think that's even like a, a, a symptom of our fear because we, you know, yes, we can screw it up, but we can only screw it up mm-hmm. when we take the control away from God. Okay. When we try okay, to, I gotcha. when we try to pull that control, can, when we try to pull that control away from God, like that's when we screw it up mm-hmm. because like God's not going to fail his end of the, of the bargain. Right. He, right. He, and we he, know this, he promises us like this, this incredible life with him. Right. Um, and actually, uh, I have um, something to read from Romans chapter eight that I think uh, works really well um, with this concept. Like he, he gives us this this gift of a relationship with him freely. It's when we try to take control of that gift, just like Adam and Eve in the garden, that we that that relationship fails. Mm-hmm. Right. And so um that's like, that's called concub- concupiscence, right? It's our, oh it's our, gosh. it's our tendency to sin. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm getting a real youth ministry now, or I, I should say it's, it's an effect of our concupiscence, right? But, but what's cool, what's so wonderful about our God, what's so beautiful about our God is our God is bigger than all that. Mm-hmm. He is bigger than all that. And so there's this, um, like, like almost the kind of this, if you, if you feared enough to sin as Adam and Eve did, and they took the fruit and ate it. And then you fear a little more and you think that God won't forgive you, mm. right? Uh, like, they, like they did and they didn't, they didn't seek reconciliation. So they're kicked out of the garden, right? Um, God is still, he's still there and he still has a plan and he's still present to you. And he's, he just, he just kind of waits, right? He just waits for you. And uh. he, he loves you and he nurtures you as best as he can with, even with your back turned to him. And, and Nikki just threw her hands up like, hallelujah, right? I oh. just, it's so, I can't. Imagine turning my back on him. And yet I know I do it. Yeah. But when you're talking about it and you're referencing Adam and Eve, I'm distancing myself from them. And I'm like, I'm not ever going to do that. Mm-hmm. And yet I do. It just looks a little slightly different. I like during Holy Week, it happens every year. Like we read 
Um, so that's the week before Easter. We read the crucifixion story, right? Mm-hmm. And especially like Monday, Thursday, right? Which is the, 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 that's like the big reading yeah. where we talk about Jesus actually being crucified and it's, it's tough, right? Um, I always think, man, if I was one of the disciples, I, I totally would have been there. What are they doing? I totally would have been there. What are they doing? I totally would have been there. Come on. Like I am, not, I'm okay. So I'm better than, I'm better than St. Peter. I'm better than St. Andrew. You know what I mean? Like, like I am not better than those guys. Right. And I'm not more capable than those guys. The thing is I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of a human being like those guys yeah. were. Right. And, and all credit to St. John, all credit to Mary Magdalene, all credit to Mary, the mother right. of Jesus for going all the way to the cross. But I think most you of us, and you go up, but baby. I, I think most of us would have been in the back. Most of us would have been like, yeah, peace out. I don't want to get crucified like to, too. Yeah. I'll see you later. I totally you know? like to think that I would be there, mm-hmm. but I feel like knowing my own fear and how does this show up? You know, like not mm-hmm. wanting to say things um, that are uh, contrary to what the group is saying. You're like, I don't want to be at the place with the crucifixion and have everybody know that I'm with the guy who's mm-hmm. being crucified. Mm-hmm. What are they going to do to me? I'd be scared for my own mortality. Absolutely. A- absolutely. And, there, and that's extremely human, right? Like that, I don't know that, that I'm makes sense. Better about this. Or not. Well, but then, but but then the, it comes back to like, okay, think about what eventually happened to Saint Peter and Saint Andrew, and and to all of his friends that that left him. I mean, they, you know, most of them died as martyrs, and it was yeah, like, it was yeah, like pretty rough, a, a pretty dark picture. <laughs> but they are saints, right? True story. They yes. are they are in heaven. There yeah. is this there is this reward beyond this life that we that we know. Right. Yeah. And, and that's, um, that's kind of the goal of our pursuit. That's, that's the goal of this, of this relationship yeah. with God. Right. So, yeah. so we can kind of look at this a couple of ways. One, does our fear keep us from like a here and now relationship with God, or we can just have a conversation with him where we can just go and experience mass and, and give kind of our cares away and leave ourselves on mm-hmm. the, on the altar and, and be fed by him. And then in the long term. Does our fear keep us out of the garden? Does our fear keep us out of heaven? Right? And I, and oh I, think, I think a really good friend of mine named Deacon Ron Fernandez, who uh, he's, he's a deacon here in the Diocese of Austin, he told me one time, um, I was kind of going through some stuff, and he said, you know, James, um, the, the, the opposite of, of faith is not doubt, it's fear. It's fear. Ouch. And, and he said, like, you've, you know, if you're, if you're doubting things, you can ask questions and you can kind of, you can, you can find your way through, you can kind of dig your way mm-hmm. through different doubts. Right. Um, but fear is like totally up to you. It's totally like this, this choice that, Ugh. that you make and you can continue to make that choice and no one and no like logical thing can fix it for you. Like until you decide yeah. to not be afraid you know, and, and maybe that's why that's in scripture so many, so many times. times until you decide yeah. to not be afraid or, or, you know, another great, great quote that I've heard is courage is fear that has said its prayers. Right. So, okay. so Look, when I'm totally taking it. So. <laughs> <laughs> so until you decide to like, to, to give God that fear and to take courage, you're going to be fearful. Right. And, yeah. and that, and that is hmm. like, that's a roadblock. Like that's, you know, God is not going to, um, to force you to, you know, to trust him. He, right. He, he doesn't want that. He doesn't want that kind of relationship. I love, I love that fact and that I take comfort in that knowledge mm-hmm. that he won't force himself 
honest for anything, mm-hmm. like for a relationship with us or to, to convince us that, mm-hmm. I mean, you could say he's trying to convince us with uh, the Bible, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we're just reading it and not um, consuming it, mm-hmm. so to speak, Yeah, where it goes in one ear out the other. Or doesn't even go in or one ear. Or doesn't go in one ear. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Just kind of, oh, there's the Bible in the top drawer in every hotel room. Yeah. Like, why is it there? You know or dusty I mean? on a shelf. Dusty on a shelf. Yeah. It holds up all the other books. And hey, look, imperfect person speaking mm-hmm. here. Yeah. I definitely do the uh, ebb and flow of, you know, of being um, in the word. Like, I, I think I... I tend to want to sit in the um, praise and worship music as my way of communicating with God. Mm-hmm. But um, it's important to open up the big book, too. It is. It is. It's it's really important. And there's a, you know, um, we're, we've, we've, I guess, um, you know, made a point here kind of implicitly. If you're having um, reservations about your relationship with God, if you're having reservations about... Um, you know, giving some of the, you know, whatever issues you might be experiencing to him, like giving your, even just giving your day to him, right? Like, yeah. or, or a particular situation to him, um, which I think is, is a roadblock for a lot of us. Uh, we tend to throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? Like we have this yeah. one little thing or this one little relationship that um, maybe uh, isn't real good for us or, or maybe the, maybe the church uh, takes some kind of issue with, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever that might be. And we say, well, because um, the church says X, Y, Z about whatever this issue is in my life, I can't have a relationship with God or I stop going to church altogether or I stop, oh, yeah. I stop, I stop trying, right? Mm-hmm. We let this, we let fear bring us to a place where we stop trying. And um, what's, what's so uh, like, that's where that lie comes in, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that lie becomes really, really powerful when we give it that much room in our lives. Yeah. Right. It it really, really does. And and so it it is, I think, an important thing for us to to keep that to be intentional, like you're saying, but mm-hmm. to to keep that message um, of fearlessness. Mm-hmm. Dun, 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 um, Ooh, he being, changed it up. Being being, you know, really fearless in the face of whatever obstacles there are. We, we've got to keep that message alive and we've got to be our own advocate for that. We've got to be yeah. proactive for that because ultimately our relationship with God is about us, yeah. right? It is about us as individuals. Now I have to really rely on community to do that. And I don't like relying on community really for anything. Um, but I, but I have learned, right. That one, it's, one, it's way, it's way more fun. <laughs> it's way more fun uh, to rely on community um, to do things. It just is. Mm-hmm. And two, like it's a lot more effective Right. It is. If I are you okay? My glasses are giving me some issues. I'm oh, good. I'm sorry. It's all um, good. When we like my most fruitful moments, I guess, as a Christian, as a Catholic, are when I think about them. They're always, I mean, always with Within other community. with other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, I mean, even if it's just one person, there's always like some, you know representation of the body of Christ or mm-hmm. representation of the church that is yeah. there with me. Right? A tangible God moment. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so rare that I'm just like all, all by myself. And even when I am all by myself, it's usually like someone has given me a kick in the pants to like get to that place or I go running to like 
someone else to tell them the good news, you know, like, Oh, like you're a little Mary Magdalene. Yeah, I guess sometimes. <laughs> I'm writing down song lyrics of things that you're saying. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you said all by myself. All by myself. We can't and sing it because then we have to said, pay for it. Oh, shoot. Yeah, no, don't do that. And you said, how deep is your love? Yeah, I His did. love. I did. His love for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Who is that by? How deep is your love? I think Bee Gees. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I, it is my duty to take note of that. I don't know. When, when song, when song lyrics pop up? Uh, Cause in my head I'm singing it. I'm not listening to you anymore. I'm, I am totally listening to you, mm-hmm. but in my head, I'm also singing the song. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Well, we're living on a prayer over here. Stop. Don't do it on purpose. <laughs> um, sorry. That's the first thing that came to mind. Um, I want to, I want to read this. I want to read this scripture and then we'll talk about it. And okay. I want to talk about both of our scriptures that we read because I think they're awesome. Okay. Sound good? Sound good. Cool. Okay. Uh, so this is from uh, Paul's letter to the Romans. Um, uh, this is uh, Romans chapter 8, uh, 14 through 17. Children of God through adoption. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you received a spirit of adoption through which we cry, Abba, Father. Mm-hmm. The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if only we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified mm. with him. Wow. Yeah. Wow is right. Like, God absolutely does not want us to do this alone, and in fact, we can't. Yeah. And he's, he gives us every opportunity to not only rely on one another in mm-hmm. this community, but his power, like his unstoppable, infinite power, is is he kind of hands us the like the keys to the to the car, right? Like he, he, does. he just he just he makes this power one hundred percent accessible to us. Mm-hmm. And and Gosh. this this um like this imagery of a spirit of adoption through which we cry Abba Father. Like that word Abba, uh, I don't know if that's Aramaic or Hebrew. I think it's Hebrew. It means daddy. Daddy. It means daddy. It's like this, this very, very, very um, intimate way of and, and yeah, yeah, exactly intimate and, and affectionate way of, of addressing God. And to me, I don't know about you, but to me that tells me that that you know when I think of of daddy or when I think of like my own you know my own parents, I think of they would do anything for me. Mm-hmm. Like they would just absolutely yeah you know uproot their entire lives and do whatever they had to do to make sure that I was happy and safe and comfortable. Right. And, you know, for your well being. Um, yeah. And, and my fears don't do anything for me. They don't. Like when I stop and think about it, my fears have never helped me accomplish anything. Why do we keep resting in those? Except maybe like, don't jump off a bridge. Like my fear <laughs> of like gravity. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel like that's a separate. It is. It is. It's okay. very, it's very different. Yeah. I'm just being a smarty pants. Okay. Sorry. I didn't catch that. Oh. The smarty pants. I'll thing. work on my delivery. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay, so a, lo- a long time ago, um, I participated in a half marathon called mm-hmm. The Chosen, mm-hmm. and it's a race for adoption. So, like, funds going towards uh, people who, families who are trying to adopt, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the first time I ran it, I ran with my friend who was like, seven months pregnant at the time of race. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, I was of course impressed and wild and just, she's one of those godly people 
who you need in your life, sure. who encourages the whole way. So her doing that race, I felt like was more about her getting me into taking care of myself mm -hmm. than it was about her. Yeah. And the whole time I'm just wowed because she's, you know, very visibly pregnant. And I just, I, th I said to her at one point, I am I'm amazed at the testimony that you are physically giving to all these people who um, are wanting to adopt, that you would be so supportive of something that, um, that you know, you're not actively pursuing sure. adopting right now. And she's like, well, it's all of our stories, though, because we're gods by adoption. Wow. He has, you know called us to be his children wow. and, and we're his sons and daughters through adoption. And I had never thought of it like that. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of stopped me in my tracks. That's, that's, I did finish that's the race, but it stopped me in my tracks. That's, that's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, that's absolutely beautiful. She should be on the podcast. Like that's, that's amazing. Um, she would be amazing. That's like the, just this idea that, that we are, you know, um, what, what matters, you know, because what, you know, because we're all related, like the things mm -hmm. that matter to us and the things that affect us affect everyone. Exactly. Right? And, and so, and kind of bringing it back to our, our topic here, like our, that means our fears affect everyone mm -hmm. too. Right. And so positive and negative, yeah. um, we're all, you know, we're all kind of woven into that fabric of, of the body of Christ. And so we're, um, you know, if I, if I decide, well, I'm going to let all of my fears um, and maybe even all of my imperfections like stop me from, from being who God calls me to be. Well, God has a plan for mm -hmm. who's, who he's called you to be. And, and not that God won't get the work done. Like God makes all things work. Right. But, but he wants you to be a part of it and he wants you to be a part of it, not only for yourself, but because he has so much to share yes. through you mm -hmm. with everybody else. Yeah. Right. There's, there is so much, um, uh, if you're out there and you're listening, like, you are beautiful and amazing and you are a, a, an incredible, um, masterpiece mm -hmm. in God's museum. Right. And, yeah. and, and the thing is when we, when we decide that we're not right, when we kind of push that off or maybe when we let, um, society and, and these outside forces, situations, whatever, um, when we buy into that lie that we're not, uh, who God created us to be, um, it's, it's like, it's like turning out a little light. Like just imagine we're all like lights on a Christmas oh, tree. Right. Yeah. And when, when one light is out, it's like, Oh, this tree is so beautiful. But that Except light, for that one, that light, light sucks. <laughs> like I want to fix that. I light, don't want right? to be the burnt out light. Yeah. So don't be, you know, be as blinky and obnoxious <laughs> and bright as you possibly can. You know, <laughs> my, my microphone keeps falling down. Have you noticed that? I have to like slouch down in my car. Yeah. In my, I said car. You, it's, I'm not, not in a in car. A car. <laughs> in my chair. I got car and chair confused in my brain. That's okay. You must have been spending lots of time in your car. Yes, I have. Yeah. Yeah. Are you okay? okay. Yeah. You're right. Checking out your microphone. Checking out the microphone. It looks good. Yeah, looks it's sturdy. It's it's staying I there. I don't know why it's falling. I'm gonna continue in this podcast without fear of my microphone falling down. There you down. go. There we go. Even if gravity is he like, might be, yeah, <laughs> I might, might be leaning over. Um, I was already having to get really slouchy there and I'm already slouchy enough. Oh my um, goodness. It's true though, James. Like I think, well, I think of it, how our actions affect other people, mostly in the light of sin. Like, 
Um, and I guess that's part of me being a parent. Like, I feel like I'm teaching that to my kids when mm-hmm. they think that they're, you know, um, any sinful behavior doesn't affect anyone else. You know, it's just about me. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I fail to think that the good things we do also ripple. Yeah. Well, I guess that's not true. That might make more sense that they do ripple to other people. But I think the magnitude of how much it can ripple is sometimes lost mm-hmm. on me. And, and maybe, like, I, I think the, the bad things kind of stick in our brains sometimes. Yeah, why is that? Right. How do we make that not happen? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I, I, I think we're... Um, a can of air? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. And we're, and we're And we're also, we're also kind of tuned to, like, just for our own survival, like, biologically, or like, we're tuned to see... Uh, dangers and we're tuned to see oh, like kind of yeah. like negative, you know, things that will affect us, us negatively. Right. Yeah. And, and to avoid those. Right. And that sometimes helps with our sin, but mm-hmm. it also can kind of hurt our, our ability to just kind of see ourselves as positive. Right. right? Um, so, so where do we, where do we go from here? If you, if you had to give, you know, we're, we're, um, we're, we're just about out of, out of time. If you had to give some advice on how to, uh, on, 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 on how someone can maybe encourage themselves or encourage mm-hmm. people that they, um, that they care about to not live in fear, what would you tell them? Mm. I would tell them to open their Bible, even if it's, you know, the Russian roulette style. He's always got a good word. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be the first thing. I don't know if there's a second. I think that's a, I think that's a great place to start. Right. So, so you've got to, you've got to give God a chance. Yeah. You have to give him a chance. So if it's opening your Bible, if it's going back to church, if it's, you know, saying prayers as a family, right. Mm. If it's, but, but make some kind of small change. Yeah, Because like you said, he is always there. He is constant. He will always be adjusting our microphones for us. (laughs) He is constantly there. He's always going to be pursuing us. So the Mm -hmm. only way that this relationship is going to go south is if it's our choice, Mm -hmm. it's on our watch. Mm -hmm. So, um, man, a little bit of effort, you know, just a little bit of effort on our part. And he's going to meet us Mm -hmm. wherever we are. He meets us where we are. So, so, um, if it's something you care about, you know, pursuing your relationship with God, not being fearful, Mm -hmm. talk to him about it. Mm -hmm. Talk to him. Absolutely. I'm going to piggyback on that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think really the only thing that we can really do um, is, you know, we, we, no matter where we're at, we have to give God a chance and that's got to be a, a conscious choice, right? Mm-hmm. To say, God, I'm, I'm going to be in a conversation with you today. I'm going to be in a conversation with you in this moment, right? Whatever that might be. Um, we cannot uh, fix all of our problems in one fell swoop. Like it's like, it's not, you know, like it's not a one-time thing. Right. And so, uh, we've got to kind of have this balance between keeping our eyes on the prize and knowing that we're pursuing, um, sainthood, right. Mm -hmm. We're pursuing heaven. Uh, but just like those disciples, like we're going to mess up, we're going to leave Jesus sometimes, right. We're going to turn our back. Um, and, and God is still going to welcome us back and, and we've got to be, um, open to that. But, we got to kind of balance that knowledge with this knowledge of, you know, to just kind of be in the moment mm-hmm. to let God like be in this moment right now. Right. If you've got, um, seems like a mountain of stuff. God is not on the other side of the mountain. He's not right. at the top of the mountain. He's, he's, our God is climbing the mountain with you. Yeah. Right. And he wants to, to, you know, the reason he wants you to open your Bible is not just, um, to like, 
give him a, an in, right? He, he wants to get to know you. He mm-hmm. wants to encounter you as much as we want to encounter him more even. Yeah. Right. So, so be, you know, be in the moment and, and let God kind of, um, let God come to you in the, in the way that he, he has planned for you. Like, mm-hmm. don't, don't overthink it. Just kind of let it happen. Right. That sounds like really hippy dippy advice. It does sound hippy dippy. But, but it, but I think that's, I mean, if, again, if you look at scripture and you look at the 12 disciples, like they were just dudes, right? Like Bruh, they, they, you still haven't watched the chosen. You can I watch haven't. that. But they were just dudes. They were just, they were just dudes. Dudes with lots of flaws. Exactly. And, and you know, they, they all, but the, thing they all had in common is they all said yes yeah they all said yes right and it's that that singular moment of a yes where god can Mm -hmm. can really change things Mm -hmm. and god can really you know reveal himself to you um and we've got to do that over and over again and it's it's not any more difficult than just saying yes yeah true story true story oh my gosh i'm having an image in my head can i share yes (laughs) Okay, it's from The Chosen, the mm-hmm. series, mm-hmm. which I love, when Jesus calls Matthew. So they have kind of portrayed Matthew as kind of on the um, spectrum mm-hmm. and um, very meticulous, not really good with people. And everybody, of course, is um, not a fan of his because he's a tax collector, yeah. right? Yeah. But he's been watching and he's got his eyes on Jesus and he's definitely interested in what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And then after a, a few... Um, instances of him of them sort of interacting when Jesus is getting ready to leave to leave the town that they were in gosh I don't know scripture um he calls to Matthew and says Matthew son of I don't remember all the stuff this is really bad anyway he calls him and Matthew looks and I feel like I embody this so many times but he's like me Mm -hmm. like I don't know did you were you talking to me Mm mm-hmm and, and he, in the way they portray this Jesus is so beautiful because he's just kind of chuckles like, yeah, yeah, I'm calling you. Yeah. And it was just beautiful because then Matthew just locked up his little tax collector shop and followed him. And I, I feel, um, definitely in tune with that, uh, disbelief that mm-hmm. he would call me mm-hmm. and probably live too much in fear. But then when I open my Bible, I hear him saying, Nikki come follow me. Yeah. And I just, I, I, it takes a lot of, um, courage and stepping out of my comfort zone to, to say yes, to acknowledge that he is indeed talking to me Mm -hmm. and wants to have a relationship with me. Mm -hmm. And that, and that courage is, is so like that, that human courage that God gives us is such a more beautiful gift than the, the like it and it has such a um, uh, a greater power in our lives when we choose to use it mm-hmm. than the fear does, right? Right. So just a little bit of that courage, like mm-hmm. God does, such His grace is so big. He does such wonderful things with just that little bit of courage, you know, compared to like like you know the the fear. I think for most of us just keeps us idle, right? It just mm-hmm. keeps us kind of we're just kind of stuck, right? Exactly, wallowing yes. in our spot wherever yeah. our spot is. That little bit of courage Step is what is what like literally you know moves moves mountains. I mean, it, it's what yeah. literally. I mean, it really really changes things, and we see that reflected in the lives of the saints. Hopefully, you know, um, you've got someone in your life that you can kind of point to, even if it's like a famous person you've never met. You can look at them and go, "Man, that person has accomplished a lot. I really admire that person. I guarantee you, there was a moment, probably lots of moments in their lives, 
where they were where fearful fear and, and they had yeah. to choose you know, I'm not going to let this fear stop me. I'm, I'm not going to let this fear, you mm-hmm. know, get in the way. Your favorite, you know, football player, he's afraid of being tackled, right? Like, like and, that's and painful. I can't imagine you would ever, yeah, yeah invite that type of. Yeah, I mean, that, you know, that kind of stuff, that, that, that fear, that human fear is, is out there. Um, but we can do really incredible things when we, when we believe in ourselves, when we believe in God, and when we, when we use God's gift of courage to, to overcome it. And, and especially... Um, just to kind of wrap things up here, especially when we do that in, in community with other people. Yes. Yes. I'm all for community. I'm all for community this, too. Yeah, this quarantine is... It's tough. It's wearing, it's wearing me down. Mm-hmm. Me too. We're, we're socially distant right now. Yeah. We're sitting across the table. It's hard. It is. It's I want to do praise and worship with Lots of a people. big group and and sing so that not so much like the actor who plays the king in Hamilton, he spits a lot. And that would happen if we did praise and worship, and then it would be bad, and then we'd be sharing germs. Yes, we don't want to share uh, germs. We don't want to do that, but I do miss community, and that's important because um, Jesus resides in in people. Jesus resides in people. Um, that means he resides in, in you. It means he resides in me. He resides in um, all of the people that you uh, love and all of the people that you don't love, which is sometimes uh, difficult. Um, but uh, the cool thing is uh, he resides in such a, uh, an infinite and complete way because he, he wants to encounter you. He wants to show you that there's nothing to be scared of and, uh, and that he loves you. And that he'll go to great lengths. Great lengths. To let you know. The ends of the earth. Mm-hmm. Let's close in prayer. Let's close in prayer. All right. Our Father and a Hail Mary, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening, and we will be back next week. Check us out at Late to Church Podcast on Instagram. And that's the only handle we have, right? Or Late to Church Podcast at gmail.com. Oh, you were going to email. Yeah, please email things. Uh, Your ideas for things we should talk about would be great. Yeah. That'd be awesome. We'll talk about it. That's cool. I'm not scared. I'm not fearful. That's awesome. Peace. The Late to Church podcast is an AMET creative production and is hosted by James Longoria and Nikki Mankata. Our theme song is Candle in the Shadows by the Poor Kings. 
Check them out on Spotify or wherever you download music. Incidental music is by Punch Deck. Follow us on Instagram at Late to Church Podcast or contact us at late to church podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. We're praying for you. Peace.